0: An absolute pleasure to have a chat with this next lady, I think one of the busiest and biggest names in Australian showbiz at the moment, off the back of the Celebrity Apprentice Australia. She's won ARIA awards, she's worked with some of the biggest names in international music, including Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins, Keith Urban... Ed Sheeran, and at the moment, she's doing over 40 tour dates right around Australia, including performing right here in Tamworth tomorrow night at Trek. I'm talking about the one and only Amy Shark. Amy, thank you so much for your time this morning.
1: Hey, I'm good.
0: This is your first time, I'm surprised by this, first time in Tamworth uh, on your on your tour. You're playing here Saturday night. You did, and this was very exciting, you got nominated for a golden guitar earlier this year for the track love songs ain't for us of course you did that one with keith urban but also uh penned by ed sheeran tell us how that sort of collaboration all came about
1: well that was a lot of um hustling but i (laughs) i it was it was also perfect timing too because i um i've made friends with russell crowe and russell was like sort of championing my music since um since day one really since the door came out and um I went to his farm and I was using his recording studio and he had a big plaque um, that um, Ed Sheeran had for to, to doing the Eminem song. And I just randomly said, oh man, I'd love to work with that guy, you know. And then Russell kind of took it upon himself to drop my name to Ed and, and then I heard from Ed, <laughs> he sent me an email <laughs> saying, you know, whenever you're in, um, in the UK next time, we should we should work on something. So as soon as I got like and and as soon as i realized it was a legit email it wasn't like a friend you know pranking me i um i sort of really jumped on it and then tried to to lock in a date with the guy and and it all happened so it's crazy
0: yeah phenomenal and then sort of did keith urban's involvement in it kind of just naturally progress from there as well
1: yeah it did so i mean ed sang on the song when we were in the studio and i loved the sound of his voice on it obviously but He'd just released his big um, collaborations record, so he wasn't really in a position to be on another collaborations, which was understandable. So we kind of just had to think about who else would be perfect and who's, like, you know, just well-respected legend um, that was sort of internationally known. And Keith was, like, the first person we thought of because he's just such a legend. So, And we just knew he would suit the song. So it was a good fit.
0: You you have worked with some remarkable names over the well since your first records in 2016. I mean, you worked with Billy Corgan, Dan Wilson from Semisonic, uh, the guys from Evermore, uh, a heap of amazing names. How does that all sort of come about? Um, uh,
1: oh, so many different ways, but um, it, it really is. It's quite a small world when you enter the music industry. You think it's such a big. Um, scary sort of um, place but then once you're in it you're like oh they they work with that person and oh okay that person's with with that person you know what I mean so it's like some of it comes from the record label some of it comes from me just meeting people sometimes like with Dan Hume Dan just found me at at my very first Aria that I went to and And he's, um, you know, obviously used to drum forevermore, but now he's just this um, incredible producer. So he just found me at the Arias and said we should work on some music, and then we ended up doing, you know, the EP and and pretty much two albums after that. So it's just networking and, and, um, you know, doing a bunch of songwriting trips and working out who you like. And I remember Dan Wilson was just such such a beautiful person to work with and just really listens and knows how to arrange songs so well. So it's just... It's just meeting people and being open to it,
0: really. It's got to be satisfying for you, I imagine. You've tried, you tried for so long to to hit the big time. I guess you were just, you know, treading boards for, you know, over a decade. That's got to make it even more satisfying, I guess, when you hear your songs on the radio and you, you know, go on tours like this that sell out everywhere.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's funny, you know, because when you are on that grind, when you are hustling for so long, you really have to like make a conscious effort to enjoy it. Because when you're doing it for that long and you're so used to to working and, and hustling, it's hard. It's hard to stop. So when I did start to get somewhere, I just I just kept going, and I and you know it wasn't until I had one plane ride back home, and I just recorded a song with like Mark Hoppus, and I just you know signed a um, find a record deal with an uh, international label. And I thought to myself, I need to stop for a second because I haven't actually stopped yet and been super stoked with how far I've come. So it's, you know, I have to like make a conscious effort to stop working and really just be so happy with, you know, <laughs> finally, you know, and, and it doesn't matter if, um, if I never do anything again. It's just the fact that people, I got, I got to have people listen to my songs and that was my main goal.
0: I love this new tour because quite often people do, uh, you know, miss regional areas of Australia and you're doing a whole heap of shows right throughout regional Australia and going to some really, really, really cool niche towns that probably, you know, haven't had anyone visit there for, you know, decades. Probably like John Farnham on one of his, you know, farewell tours <laughs> decades ago. I was probably the last person that went there. That's, that's really cool. Do you, you obviously like that. That's, that's part of your thing.
1: Yeah, I um, I mean, as a kid, I did a lot of like traveling with my parents so were like into full driving. We did a big like trip over the Simpson Desert and went to Uluru and um, so many little towns we stopped in. And so I guess like I had done that before. And um, when it came, when when COVID hit and we were all talking about wow, we're all starved of live music, I started thinking about places that are starved just all all the time you know yeah. like, people, like places that like towns that have to constantly book flights or do a big road trip to the major cities or whatever and um and i saw like a bunch of people doing it like i saw um paul kelly was constantly touring missy higgins was doing yeah. some regional stuff and i was like i don't know why we don't do this more often you know i think it's it is scary because it's small towns and and even i was i was like well, what if no one even knows me? And and maybe tickets won't sell and maybe no one really cares. But um, turns out they do. So we should really start putting these towns on the, on the tour posters, you know?
0: JB here this morning having a chat with Amy Shark. Hold on there, Amy, because next I want to deep dive into your time on the Celebrity Apprentice Australia and how that was. So we'll chat about that next here at 92.9. JB here having a chat with the one and only Amy Shark. She's performing at Trek tomorrow night on her huge Australian tour, taking in not only the capital cities, but a heap of regional areas as well. And, Amy, you've got to be one of the busiest women in showbiz at the moment, I reckon, because you've just wrapped up on Celebrity Apprentice Australia. How was that for you? Yeah,
1: yeah, I was actually um, <laughs> grateful that I was in Western Australia when it started playing, so I missed a lot of episodes, which I was happy about, because I, I think I would have cringed the whole time. Cause I, hate, <laughs> I hate watching myself, but... Um, <laughs> You know, it was it was super fun. I made a bunch of new friends, and um, you know, would I ever do it again? Definitely not. But it was um, it was it was just super. It was just hard work. You know, like people who do TV, like hats off because it's long hours. It's a lot of hair and makeup. You're constantly being filmed. You're constantly being recorded, and it's like you just it's just full on. Like it's just it was such a crazy experience. But I actually am really glad I did it because it kind of. You know, I got to um, show a different side of me, I guess, and, and really put myself out there, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: how, how was uh, Lord Lord Sugar? Did you end up meeting him in person?
1: He's actually just a teddy bear, you know. Like, he puts this big, you know, hard <laughs> character on. But um, I actually, it was pretty funny. I actually met him at Russell Crowe's um, well before I, you know, it was, it was like two years before. He was shooting the other... The last season you know when i yep. first met him and he had no idea where i was and i really didn't even know who he was i just thought oh this is the guy from that celebrity show and um <laughs> i accidentally spilt a glass of wine on his wife and i was like and then before we know it i'm doing celebrity apprentice and i'm like oh my god he's gonna be like oh that's the girl that spilt the wine on my wife and like you know i was like <laughs> hyperventilating about it but russell was like no he really loves you
0: <laughs> oh that's sensational <laughs> I love that he didn't. He didn't remember, or uh, only remembered from being prompted. And th- at that we point, you're like, off. "Shut yeah, up, we... Russell!" <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, we sort of spoke um, off <laughs> off the off camera, and we had, um, sort of had a bit of a laugh about the night. And, and he was like, "Can't believe you're doing this now," you know? <laughs> so, yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> hey, Amy,
0: if if you don't mind me, um, Emily, our receptionist here at the station, she has been the biggest longtime Amy Shark fan that I know of. Um, I've actually brought her in to say, no pun intended, to say hi to you, and also oh, ask awesome. and ask you a question as well. Emily is here. Say say hi to Emily. Hey Emily, hi,
1: you've Amy, got great taste in music. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you
0: you got a question for Amy Emily?
1: Yeah. So, what inspired you to start
0: writing songs?
1: What inspires me? Oh well, I mean, it started at a very young age of just. Um, not knowing what to do with so many thoughts and so many um, issues that I was facing, and I, uh, when I started, like you know, sort of playing a few simple chords on guitar, um, I was just singing along, and I just found it so like I know this word gets thrown around, but therapeutic. It was yeah. just, it was easier for me to to. To just write these quirky little songs about my shitty day, you know, even if I was, you know, 15, and, and it didn't, it's not a big deal now, but at the time, for me, it was, you know, whether it was bullying or we, or we had, you know, problems, you know, in my in my home life, and I don't know, it just helped me digest things and um, make them prettier than what they were, and I guess that just kept, yeah, I don't know, I just got addicted to it, and, and I just couldn't stop, you know, using that as a way of just getting through it. So now it's just on a, on a high level.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Hey, Amy, thank you so much for the chat this morning. An absolute pleasure. Enjoy Tamworth while you're here. Enjoy the rest of the tour. Enjoy everything else you've got going on. You're so busy, but I absolutely love what you're doing for Australian Music at the moment, putting it back out there and, you know, on the international stage as well. So thank you so much for the chat. All the best.
1: Oh, thank you, and I'm so excited to come to Tamworth. Everyone I have ever known... Loves Tamworth and goes there often. And I'm so embarrassed that I've never been there. So I, at least I get to tick that off really soon.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks, Amy.
1: <laughs> Thanks, guys.